listening to In It Together, a podcast curated by the Rideout Lyme Health and Wellness Team. I'm Brandy Dean, founder and president of Rideout Lyme, and our mission is raising funds to help those impacted by Lyme and other tick-borne diseases pay for their treatments. This In It Together podcast is an offering not just for those with Lyme disease, but for anyone struggling in any way and looking for hope and inspiration. Join us for heartfelt conversations about what gets us through as we walk our journeys. No matter where you are or what your situation is, our team here at Ride Out Lime want you to know that we are right there with you, behind you all the way. Welcome back to another inspirational episode of the In It Together podcast. I'm Brandy Dean, and today I am honored to share our guest, Rose Emily Huarbe, with you on behalf of our health and wellness team here at Ride Out Lime. Rosie is a mother of two who, after years of self-neglect, turned to a holistic health approach to rediscover herself. In doing so, she achieved weight loss goals, self-love, a sense of empowerment, and happiness. She is currently receiving her integrative health coaching certification and now has a passion and desire to help women achieve their own goals. Rosie, thank you so much for being here today. You are our very first guest on this podcast, so I'm so happy to be interviewing a fellow classmate from IAN. Thank you so much. I'm literally smiling from ear to ear. It is such an <laughs> honor to be here with you and just, this is super exciting. Oh, that's so good to hear. Um, so I think it was several weeks ago, um, the reason why you're on this podcast, you had posted um, something on your Instagram page. You wrote, our mindset has ability, our mindset has the ability to heal, strengthen and motivate us or the exact opposite. And before I read the rest of your post, I had to sit with that for a moment because it really resonated with me. And um, to all of our listeners, mindset isn't about just having a positive attitude when going through a challenging um, situation in your life. It's also about like deciding to recognize what is happening and making changes in your life that will foster growth, empowerment, and hope. And you continued to write about your experiences um, that we will talk about later in this podcast. Um, but you truly are inspirational to me. And I just want to thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing something um, so personal um, in your life. So um, first of all, I would love to talk about your childhood. Um, you had mentioned that your parents had emigrated from the Dominican Republic. Yes. Uh, you know, I had a very uh, simple, quiet, but very loving childhood. And my parents worked really hard to get their citizenship here in the States and really to offer us a better life. They they worked from, you know, 9 a.m. to practically 9 p.m. <laughs> my father wow. owned this town store that he opened. And um, they they definitely taught me that hard work and ethic trait that I have. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And can you share a little bit about what your parents did in the Dominican Republic before they came to the States? I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. Um, can you share a little bit about, you had mentioned your mother um, was a teacher in the Dominican Republic before she yes. came to the States? Yeah, my, you know, my mother has always been a giver and she was a teacher in the Dominican Republic. And I actually, I discovered literally within the year um, that she, she and a group of friends had grouped together to create um, 
free education into their local community. And that to me was just so inspiring because my, I've always had this sense of like wanting to do good, wanting to do good and just not knowing how. And now I know where it comes from. Like my mother, my mom has always been such a giver and so kind and literally will give the clothes off her back. Um, but that just meant so much to me to know that she had done something so wonderful for other people and not not having much, you know, to even offer herself from a financial standpoint. So that was that was beautiful. That's so incredible. And I can see, you know, we've only known each other for a short period of time, but I can see that you get your passion for caring for others from her. So that's truly amazing. Um, so let's talk about some of the challenge you've, challenges you faced as a young woman. Um, you had mentioned that you were 16 years old when you met your first serious boyfriend. Um, and in the Instagram post, you had said that, um, you know, you talked about moving on after an emotionally abusive relationship that turned into a serious physical altercation. So can you talk about the day that you met him and what transpired soon after? Yeah, I was, you know, a very creative kid and I was really into web and graphic designing and, you know, minding my own business on a really old website called mehint.com, which is crazy. Um, I, you know, I kept getting these messages from this, you know, very good looking guy, like, hey, you know, I saw your post, respond back to me. And he just kept messaging, even though I was completely ignoring him. After enough you know, messages. I was like, okay, obviously there's like, I have to respond to this guy. He's driving me crazy. Um, and he started off as a absolutely wonderful human being. We got to know each other, you know, fairly soon. We met in person in a public space and, um, you know, it, it took, it took quite a bit of time before a little bit of red flags started to show up. But, you know, at the very beginning, he was an absolute gentleman who was very kind and, um, treated me very beautifully. And you had mentioned um, that you moved in together, I think, you know, six or eight months after you started dating. And that's when you really saw some major changes. Absolutely. Um, well, from from day one, I guess the first red flag was the fact that he told me he was 18 and I found an ID that said he was actually 10 years older than me. Um, so there I was, uh, by then I was 17 and, you know, with a 27 year old, <laughs> had no idea. Um, and then it was like, yeah, little things, slowly but surely, uh, possessive traits where um, he didn't want me, you know, going out by myself. Um, and it was always about how he posed everything. Like, you know, I want you to be safe. You know, I love you. You're my life. I don't want anything happening. Then it was, you know, hey, you shouldn't have guy friends. They're, they're not going to have good intentions. You know, I want to take care of you. You don't need them. Um, down to what I was wearing, like, hey, you shouldn't wear this. It's not appropriate. You know, I would, I would hate for something to happen to you because somebody, you know, has perverse thoughts. So it was, um, it was like slowly but surely, just little signs. Uh, mm -hmm. Something wasn't right. But I was so young that I kept seeing it as, oh, it's because he loves me so much. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the scary part. Yeah. I, you know, I remember um, 
being in a relationship at that age as well and uh, being with someone who was very overprotective and mistaking that as love. Um, and I think many young women do. Um, and it's, it's actually uh, control. And, um, you know, something I, I read recently about the a typical abuser, they're incredibly romantic in the beginning of a relationship and they move really fast. Um, they, uh, and then, you know, like you said, you moved in and the first day you moved in, you realized, okay, he's actually 10 years older than me. Um, and then, um, you know, they, they get jealous very easily. They try to isolate you from your friends and family. They check up on you all the time. They criticize you. Um, you shared with me that you were planning on going to college. Um, and he mentioned he wanted to make sure that you were, that you were close. Can you share a little bit about that experience? Yeah, absolutely. I was doing my research for college and, you know, the, the best option in his opinion was the one that was like 15 minutes away. Like, you know, you want to be close. Um, oh, day one that we moved in together. He also told me that he was going to make sure I got pregnant because he wanted to build a family with me ASAP. <laughs> so that was part of the strategy. Like, you know, you want to be close when we have this child, um, you're going to want to come home right away. And, you know, sure enough, I'm, it was like clockwork. If I showed up, you know, late or just took a little bit longer, like, hey, why are you, you know, 10 minutes late? You normally get here at X time. Um, what happened? So, yeah, you know, lots of control and lots of red flags that I unfortunately uh, disregarded. How did all of this make you feel? Well, it definitely doesn't make you feel good. I, I really isolated myself. It was embarrassing, you know, at the same time. These are things that I didn't feel comfortable sharing with other people. I literally lost my friends. Uh, you know, my family didn't even know where I was living. So it was very isolating. It was very lonely. That's, that's really the best feeling to describe it as, very lonely. Um, you had also mentioned that you felt like you weren't deserving of a good relationship. Um, I know that he used to say things to you, uh, make comments about your stretch marks and that, you know, you were so, so lucky to be with someone that didn't care about the stretch marks and kind of emphasize like all of your um, flaws. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so after we had our daughter, um, it was like little things to slowly break me down. Um, and you know, today they, they upset me that I was so unkind to myself, but it was like, yeah, nobody's, nobody else is going to see you the way that I see you. You know, you have these stretch marks from our daughter. For me, they're a blessing. They're beautiful. For others, they're just like scary and they're not beautiful. Um, so just lots of little remarks that made me feel like, man, you know, he's right. Like, like I should stay with him forever because nobody else is going to love me. Like who would love me? So you really start to doubt yourself. You start to almost, you know, hate yourself. Um, so what was the turning point for you? Like what, um, when did you realize this, that this was not a healthy relationship? Well, you know, he started, he started like not showing up home and I would literally be left all day by myself. 
Um, and, you know, I, you have a daughter that you want to be a positive influence on. And it really took me realizing, like, this isn't the life that I want for myself nor for my daughter. While he was very playful with her, um, especially as she got, like, a little bit older, he wasn't the best caretaker. So a lot of things just fell on me. Um, and that sense of just feeling lonely and neglected and just sad all the time. I, I just knew I needed something better, not only for myself, but for my daughter primarily. I needed to be a positive example and that was not it. Yeah. And so then you decided to leave him. Yes. I literally called a very close friend who I love very much. And I told her like, I need to leave. I need to leave now. There was a part of me that was very afraid. Um, and, you know, he had not been physical at that point, but there was still this side of me that was afraid of what could happen. So I literally grabbed all my stuff, my daughter's stuff. You know, my friend came, picked me up in her truck. I took everything back to my parents. You know, I, I told them a little bit about what was happening. And um, that was that was like the last straw for me. And unfortunately, that's when um, shortly after it turned physical. He... Uh, do you want me? I'd love yes. to so he just showed up at my parents' house and it just so happened that my, my mom and grandmother had left to the supermarket. And the way that he actually got upstairs, kind of crazy. I don't think I share this with you, but my mother had told me on her way to the supermarket that she forgot her keys. So I was, when the doorbell rang, I just expected it to be my mother. So I kind of just didn't even ask who it was, came up, it was him. Um, so it's, it's crazy how the universe happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, he uh, attacked me right in front of our daughter, first with his words, very angry. And then it turned physical from, you know, choking and, um, trying to like lift me up while saying like you know if you're not with anybody you're not gonna be with anybody you're mine you can't leave and the worst part of all of that I can take I can take the pain I can take the the brutality of it all what I what I couldn't take and still chokes me up today is that my daughter was witnessing all of this that was the worst of everything that must have been very frightening for her um she was three years old um, watching her mother um, go through this. Um, what was going on through your mind during that time? All you think about is how in the world can I get out of the situation so that my daughter doesn't have to see. And I'm very fortunate. So my, my mother and grandmother came home and took his attention away from me for a little bit. Um, he, you know, unfortunately pushed them both where I got really lucky was that my upstairs neighbors heard all of the commotion happening from you know me him my daughter all screaming or crying and they came downstairs rushing with bats and scared him away and I have to tell you I I wish that I knew both of their names and numbers so that I can thank them because that was such a scary moment and because of them they you know right. Right. Happened. Right. Um, and I know that your daughter had a struggle with nightmares after that incident as well. Um, so what 
um, so you finally left him, you've moved out of the house. Um, what was the most important thing you've learned after this uh, moment and what was your life like after? You know, I think what you learn is the importance of just trusting your gut instincts. You know, even yeah. when you don't, even when you're doubting yourself, even when you're unsure, your gut instinct will never let you down because at the end of the day, you are your truest supporter. So whether you believe it or not at the moment, always trust your gut instinct. If something doesn't feel right, mm -hmm. take steps as small as can be, but take steps towards getting yourself into a better position in life. That's incredible. You know, I was reading through some of the statistics on domestic violence. Um, it was shocked at, at the numbers. Um, they uh, said that one in 10 high school students have experienced physical violence from a dating partner in the past year. Um, nearly one in four children have witnessed violence of a parent or guardian in these cases. And females between the ages of 18 and 34 generally experience the highest rates of intimate partner violence. So, um, you know, I'm so happy that you got out of this relationship and um, you six years later found someone who um, just loved and supported you. So can you um, tell me when you met your, um, your husband uh, now who happens to be a food influencer, um, can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So uh, we met through online dating and I have to say that it was just so easy and effortless even from day one. Uh, it was just such a smooth conversation. You know, yes, there was that little like excitement um, and like just the excitement of meeting somebody new, but it was wonderful. I mean, from one day to the next, it, it just felt so natural and we fell in love through our love of food, actually. <laughs> we love to try new restaurants. We love to try new experiences. And we still are exactly the same way today. Um, a little bit more in tune with nature for sure, but he's absolutely wonderful. We complement each other very well. There's never a sense of um, disrespect, even when we speak to each other, or maybe we don't agree with something. It's very like uh, respectful in every sense of the way. So, I mean, He's, he's wonderful. Now, did you make a decision after you left that relationship um, that, you know, you had learned your lesson that you weren't going to be in another relationship like this again? Absolutely. You yeah. know, another, another big learning for me is that I am always in control, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's my life, the relationships I allow myself to be subjected to, um, you know, all of my actions, I'm in control of them. So I can either do something or I can do nothing. And if there's one thing that I recommend to all of my friends is never settle, ever. Yeah, if, that's very good advice. <laughs> absolutely. If there's something that just feels wrong, if there's the slightest, the slightest little hint that this just isn't right, yeah. trust your gut instinct and walk away and find, you know, find what is right. Right. That's great. Um, and so you had, uh, let's talk about food <laughs> because I know that you just started the, um, integrative nutrition health coach certification with me, um, a couple of months ago. What led you to that course? 
Well, um, I am so incredibly happy with IIN. Uh, so pretty much few years into um, my relationship with my husband, we put on quite a lot of happy weight. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, over time, I started to also find myself maybe ignoring my needs. Uh, you know, a, a wife, a mom, you give, 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 and you always forget about yourself. That was my specific. That's so idea. true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, I was a retail manager as well for a luxury company where it was very demanding. And even that, I mean, I was always giving to my teams. I love coaching and developing. So I found myself kind of in that place where I'm like, man, something's not feeling right. I'm not happy with the way that I'm living my life. I'm not doing enough for myself. I, I felt no sense of purpose other than, you know, just being a great, you know, wife and mom and nothing for me personally. So at the end of 2019, I was realizing that I needed to take some steps towards improving my health and happiness. And that was my commitment to myself. I was determined to just do more that sparked joy in my life and to feel healthier because I was, I was also getting a lot of back pains and leg pains and that doesn't feel good. So like mentally, emotionally, and physically, I was just drained. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, at the beginning of 2020, I joined a health program and I changed my entire life around. I thought it was going to be more about losing weight. Um, I didn't realize that it was also going to change me spiritually and mentally in every possible way. And that's how I fell in love with health and wellness. And that's incredible. Yeah, it was absolutely transformative, I will say. It was the best decision I've ever made in my life. That's amazing. Um, I've also enjoyed the course as well. And um, I can't believe how much better I feel. Um, it's, yeah. I've learned so much um, from the courses that we're taking and met so many wonderful people like you. And it's been so amazing to connect with other people um, in our program. So I want to ask you one last question, Rosie. Um, why do you think community support and connection are so important and what are your plans for the future? Oh, community, I feel like is the best part of, you know, the IIN program. Community is so important because it reminds you every day you are not alone. Mm -hmm. There is somebody out there that is going through something. There's somebody out there that has a great idea on something that you're, you know, facing challenges with. I mean, it's just a, a world of information being shared, a world of acceptance where your emotions and your vulnerability is um, loved and appreciated. So community is so empowering. There's just, you never feel alone. And, and you know, from someone who felt so desperately alone at one point, it's so beautiful to have that sense of community now. It is. And uh, what are your plans for the future? I am so excited to become a health coach and really just help women everywhere around the world um, realize that they are so beautiful and powerful. Um, you know, the way that the world perceives women and we're definitely moving in the right direction, but you know, we're, we're seen as these um, 
sex symbols who are more caretakers than anything else. And that's just not true. We, we can be caretakers, but we're also a powerhouse of people who can bring life to this world, who can chase ferociously after their own goals. And that's where I want to help women realize that, you know, they can be healthy, they can be happy, and they also can be whatever on earth they want to be. So that's really where um, I'm most excited to see my future. Well, I can't wait to see what you do. There are so many women out there that need someone like you. You are so inspiring, so positive, so uplifting. I enjoy following you. Um, your posts are um, so amazing. And um, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Brandy. I mean, honestly, you are so inspiring also. You're just, your strength in mind and body, they are definitely traits to admire. And you know, you push past your boundaries and especially by being fueled to really help others despite your own, you know, maybe health challenges. And that is just beautiful and powerful in itself. So I'm honestly honored to be speaking with you. And I'm very happy that we had this opportunity to meet and cross paths. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, so one last thing for our listeners, if you are a domestic violence victim or survivor in need of support, you can call the domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or text love is to 22522 and remember you are not alone. Many thanks once again to Rose Emily for sharing so openly and authentically about the challenges she overcame as a young woman who found her way after leaving an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. She is such an inspiration to all of us. You can find Rose Emily on Instagram at Reset Transform Heal. She is so inspirational and thank you so much. Thank you. Let's stop recording. Many thanks once again to our guest and to you, our listeners, for joining us. It means so much to us to share this time with you, and we hope it gave you a boost of strength and encouragement to keep going, no matter where you are, knowing that you certainly are not alone. To learn more about Ride Out Lime and the In It Together podcast, please visit www.rideoutlime.org. We love hearing from you. Please also follow us and leave a review so we can keep providing episodes that best support you. Until next time, hold on to the very real hope that there is a way and we will keep finding it together.